0: And uh, the spirit continues to move, which is very exciting. We've been able to plant new groups, uh, including a downtown group, and we'll be birthing more soon. Uh, We've seen God save people. We've seen lots of people raised up. And we're thankful to be part of such a great group uh, who has incredible ideas and hearts to serve and uh, be part of the bigger team Jesus that's happening all around us in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, You know, many people... This time of year, they want to have good news, right? They want to have good news and and be delighted. It's cool hearing about the good news that's happening here. Uh, me and Bethany, my wife, get to have the privilege of also being on the international single service team. And it's cool for us hearing the good news that's happening all around our nation and our churches, all around uh, the world. Uh, but it's cool being able to have that good news that we can hang on to uh even the uh the fun the gifts the love the holidays there's just something about christmas that's pretty exciting uh it's amazing how uh you know it's just a time of december and then you get to to next month or the month after that and it's 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 still just part of the calendar but for some reason you get all the music going you get the fun times together and we want to be part of that we want to be part of that celebration and the good news, we want to be uh, delighted? I know I want to be delighted. I know I want to enjoy the festivities, the holidays, enjoy the snacks. Last night we were hanging out with the primetime singles and they just had this this huge spread of food. I mean, these are like some good snacks and uh, then they had the fireplace going I was just sitting by the fireplace eating some food trying not to be gluttonous Uh, and then we started playing some games and it was just a good time but I know even in those moments of of great fun I, I can get distracted I can get distracted from the joy from the peace I personally, uh, you may have noticed my awkward walking around this morning. Uh, I do have some some back pain going on. I I hurt my back a couple of weeks ago. I don't even really have a cool story to share with you about it. How I did it. The chiropractor was like, make up some adventure where you were like saving some lady from the street and you put her on your shoulder and carried her across and. Uh, or there was like some mugger running the different way and you tackled him uh, to, to keep him from stealing something. I don't even have a cool story like that. I was just sitting in a Starbucks. <laughs> I, I stood up and then I just felt the pain just going straight up uh, my back. And so uh, I've been to the chiropractor a few times, been, been using the ice pack. But overall, that can start to be a little bit distracting me, Because I'm, I'm trying to move the normal way I move with all my cool, stylish moves. But that pain, it can just make me seem a little bit more awkward than normal. And then, then it's not just the physical, but then it starts getting in your mind, right? Because I start to feel better towards the end of the day, and I'm like, oh, I can touch my toes now and actually tie my shoes. Uh, but then I wake up the next morning, and it's all crunchy and stuff again. I'm just like, ah, discouraged. One step forward, two steps back. And it can start to be distracting. I can start to feel that that peace uh, going away as it affects me uh, mentally. And, you know, sometimes I can just be distracted by myself. I just have my own inner distractions, my character, myself, my ADD, all that going around. That can get me distracted uh, from the good news that God is trying to give us, from the peace and the love that God is trying to give us. Even during this time, and and I bet if I if I took this mic, you know, we could have some fun. I could pass it around, and uh, I bet everybody in here could share something that distracts them during this time. I think it's a commonality for all of us. Uh, Maybe it's the the media, the TV shows that are that are advertising things that that we should want, that we need, that we can't be existing on this earth without. Maybe it is work. The busyness of work is starting to consume us. Maybe it is the exams, uh, the homework. Maybe it's going home to family. I know sometimes for, for singles, when I was single, I remember going home to uh, family and there was these comments or that pressure of, well, who are you dating or, or why aren't you married? You know, and then once you get married, it's like, well, when are you going to have kids? And then once you have kids, it's like, when are you going to have another kid? And then once you have that, then it's like, well, let me let me tell you how you're supposed to raise your kids. So it's this, you know, it can these continual comments. Some of you know what I'm talking about uh, from family, and family can be fun, but there can also be this pressure. Oh, well, why don't you visit us more? You know, those different comments. Maybe there's persecution from your family if you're a young Christian. Maybe you're going home to your family for your first time as a disciple, and you're starting to hear some different. Comments, I know I felt that the first time I went home. Uh, talking with our house church the other night, just about things that can distract us from being delighted during this time, and, and a couple of the, the members of the group discussed deaths in the family. Uh, one of the girls was talking about how her, her sister died during this time. Uh, two, two of the people there were talking about how their, their grandmother died this past year. And so this will be the first Christmas where they're not, they're not even sure what they're going home to. They're not sure how their family is going to organize themselves um, or what they're going to do. And so there's a lot of different things during this time For some people it can be really happy. For some people, there's a lot of things going on underneath that can be affecting us and distracting. And you know, outside, we're trying to be festive. We're trying to give hugs and love one another. But there can be some things on different levels just distracting us from the delight of Jesus. And so I have two points that will hopefully help us to stay uh, delighted. I have a, a PowerPoint here somewhere. up There There it is. Yeah. And that nice green. I was going for Christmas. Um, maybe it looks a little Grinch or a little bit uh, <laughs> like uh, Wicked Evil Witch. I don't know. But anyway, that's what I was going for. Um, but I got two points. One is decorate on the inside. I appreciate our, our brother Frank Columba in the Northwest. He actually went up to the, uh, our attic the other night because I couldn't uh, physically go up into the attic, and he went up there to get our uh, decor out. We're actually not doing a, a tree this year because we've got a little one running around. Uh, that's one of the reasons we have a picture of her up here. There she is. She was in here a minute ago. I think she's having some sort of Christmas planning meeting right there. She's got the... Uh, the heads of the five families, I don't know what's going on, but um, so, we, so we are doing the little knickknacks and that kind of decorations on around. Uh, we did put up a wreath, and uh, you know, it's funny, she's, she's fine, she, she's okay if we don't have these elaborate decorations on the inside, you just give her a snack bar and she's really, she's, she's delighted for a while. But I remember growing up with, uh, with my dad and my mom and my brother. And I remember uh, during Thanksgiving uh, starting to decorate the house and decorate the inside. And usually there'd be a football game on, and then we'd be putting the, the tree together, we'd be lighting the lights, uh, putting up the ornaments. And, uh, you know, if you, and it took a little effort took a little time to, to decorate and put things up. Um, luckily, the artificial trees are a lot more easy to put together nowadays. But uh, back then, it took a little bit of an effort. And if you want to stay uh, delighted, uh, you got, it takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of effort to decorate on the inside and work on the inside of our lives, our thoughts, our hearts. Let's look over at Isaiah 9, verse 2. In Isaiah 9, starting in verse 2, it says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation, increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish them. this. You know, here we have Isaiah, 700 years before Christ. And I'm not going to get to go into all the details today, and you can go back and study it out. But here these words are they're important to Isaiah. The here I am, send me guy. That's how most of us remember him. You know, he was dealing with people that that wouldn't listen to him. He was dealing with the decline of of morality and ineffectiveness in the kingdom's leadership and citizens, the craziness of the people. here's Isaiah adorning himself with God's promises, with God's ways, plugging in that light strand of hope. You have Midian, which is a reference to, to Gideon. Small but mighty because of God. I'm sure that, that helped Isaiah out, thinking as he felt, small. The yoke and the staff and the shoulders, the, the slavery, but dreaming of freedom. Every boot, garment, basically anything for war he sees around him will be burned up because there's no need for anything for war. It's going to be peace times. You know, I imagine for Isaiah, these, these words of hope were we're good. He, he looked forward to a time when he didn't have to preach naked and barefoot as a sign for other people. Study that one out. It does happen. Three years he preached. Man, I didn't even get a reaction on naked this morning. Wow. Must be, it must be early. must be early this morning. You know, why does this scripture sound delightful to us? I can take one phrase, the Prince of Peace. Just think about it, the prince of, of peace. Peace on our jobs. Peace in our household. Politics. You know, I like peace on a lot of levels. Peace in relationships. Peace, there will be no end. You know, when you take that, that scripture, it's like putting up an ornament internally inside you, in your heart. It's like grabbing one of these little little ornaments here. One that might even say peace. And you just, you just hang it up inside your mind, inside your heart, and deal with what's going on in the world around you. And there's other phrases. Counselor. We like that word, counselor. Someone to lovingly guide me, transform me. Not a dictator, not someone who just tells me what to do, but someone who listens. We all like to be listened to, right? We've got our opinions. We like to be understood. Things said to us in that, that gentle, loving way, counselor, wonderful. You know, adorn the inside of your life. Putting that little, that little ornament up, that little knick wonderful, counselor, be like warriors rejoicing at their plunder. Victory. Warriors. Men. Maybe that appeals to you, men. King of kings. Yeah, we're going to have some victory. Put that thought in your heart, in your mind. It's like putting icing on those cookies. You guys make uh, ever put icing on cookies and you eat them and they're really good? I used to do that growing up. Uh, went over to my, my, I had to go over to my grandmother's house to do that. And uh, we'd put the icing on, uh, and I, I always thought it was a good time until years later I found out uh, that my uncle came into the kitchen, and uh, he discovered that there was actually some sort of poison uh, dropping down into the icing, and I'm not sure how much I consumed, that may be, you know, still affecting me here today, but uh, thankfully he stopped it, uh, but that's not kind of the icing that you want to take into your heart, the poison icing, that's not the decorating you want. Uh, inside, you know, it wasn't my grandmother's fault. It's just a joke in my family. No one got put behind bars or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but the yoke of burden's broken. The rod of, of sinful slavery not hitting me. It's another ornament to put up. Kingdom of justice. Situations will get taken care of. We can forgive and let them know because things will be taken care of. Just staying delighted by being, by God being sovereign in your life. Living with every circumstance, not, not sin, but, but circumstances that come your way is, is allowed by God's rule. And therefore, internally, everything is at peace with the Creator's kingdom, not mankind's kingdom. Now, like I said earlier, you can go back and read through Isaiah and Kings and Chronicles to... To picture the crazy times and and see how this would be promising to those who listened. But even to us, as we take apart these phrases and let the scriptures dwell, richly dwell in our hearts, like it says in Colossians 3.16. We decorate the inside with a holy vision of delight, the holy vision of God, the holy vision of good news, of his kingdom. You know, and we can fast forward to see what Isaiah was talking about. Let's look over in Luke two, verse seven. In Luke Two, it says, starting actually, starting in verse four. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared to the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. As I was looking through this chapter, I, I I was thinking about this again. Why is Jesus being born good news? You know, I I think sometimes we can kind of go through this and just go, oh yeah, that's good news, that's great, awesome. Why is this good news to us? Why would we want this to happen? Maybe it's just God's glory on earth being revealed, the miraculous incarnate, heavenly kingdom on our earthly plane. Maybe we like good news. Great joy to everyone, equality, all races, rich, poor, Everyone being together. For me, the word Savior stands out. Savior. There's a chance to be saved. To be free from my background. Free from my mistakes. My jacked up ways of thinking. Saving my mind, my soul, my emotions. Things in my heart, my body. I mean, this is something to, to delight in. It's another ornament to hang and look at. Or like one of those fancy display images now, you can just project into your living room. It's an image to project on your heart. Adorning ourselves with scripture, meditating on scriptures, having scriptures on screensavers, Or this on your phone or your computer, so it pops up and you can just adorn yourself with that. Is there a problem at work or school? Well, Romans eight thirty-seven. No, in all these things we're more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. Financial distraction. Or, or media saying, I need to be here or have something. I know that God is overall And he is working things out. Romans 8.28. Family comments or pressures. Romans 8.1. No condemnation in Christ Jesus. You know, and that's just out of one chapter. Those are just verses out of one chapter. Imagine how you'll think, you'll feel your talk when you meditate on more, when you memorize whole passages of scripture. And decorate yourself with that. Decorating our inside with prayer when we become upset. Praying to God, realizing that God is in the midst of it with us. Fasting. Everything on the inside following his lordship. Point number two, decorate on the outside. You know, you gotta start by decorating on the inside. Decorating on the inside of your life. But I think about even a house. You ever seen a house and it's like really nice on the outside? But then you go on the inside and you're not even sure where you can sit. It's a little sketchy, it's a little gross, things aren't clean, the bathroom's kind of nasty. There's this one house, don't worry, I'm not gonna mention your house in here. No, I'm just kidding. This um, this one place I went to and it, it was nice, it was great on the outside, but then uh, on the inside the, the people were actually hoarders where they, they collect a lot of stuff. And so it was just like it's like these little pathways just trying to trying to get around all the different stuff, all the different clutter that was there. It's pretty messy. Of course, on the other hand, if your your house is run down or gross on the outside, you're probably not going to want to go inside a house that looks pretty scary on the outside. Uh, but you've got to start by decorating on the inside of your life because you need that, that substance, that vision on the inside so that you're just not just like an empty stocking of a person. You might need to organize things and clear up things. And if you lack application or, or outside habits, you'll just put yourself in the same distractions again and again. Maybe you'll get a vision on the inside of what you're supposed to do. But if you don't apply those outside habits, you're just going to go back to it over and over again. It's like going to the chiropractor. Uh, I go to the chiropractor for some adjustments to, to keep me healthy, to keep me lined up. Less pain. You know, he's popping things in place, shifting things around. It's a little, little nerve wracking. Hopefully, you know, you're hoping your head doesn't fly off your neck. He's popping things in place, but at the same time, I need to keep doing my stretches. I need to keep doing my habits uh, not sitting on a thick wallet or the way I get in and out of a car, making sure I do little things to to keep those adjustments lined up to keep things in place and that's how the, the spirit is the spirit is keeps lining us up, lining us up for peace, for joy, for righteousness. but we need to do our part of decorating on the outside to keep that in place. Moving on in Luke 2, verse 15, it says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You know, we have some hindsight here looking at it, but I just wonder what was that like? I mean, their reaction, the shepherds are sitting there, they see the angels... What was that like i mean I, i'm a pretty driven guy i can go from one thing to the next without really thinking about some things sometimes but I, I might need some time to process this i mean you're sitting in the field i mean maybe wash my face off a little bit like what what did i just see maybe get a drink of goat milk i mean i don't know but just something to kind of whoa did that really just happen guys but here's the reaction i, I love it the, these shepherds they they heard a great message thought about it, and then they just did something. They went to hang out with Jesus. They talked about Jesus. They praised God, what they had been told and seen. You know, and one of the things I love about the Bible is, is how much you can draw out of it. I mean, the scriptures are so rich. I mean, somebody can use these scriptures the next couple of weeks and, and, and can bring out more stuff to, to go along with this. But I think today we can look at what they did and, and apply some outside habits. Talking about what God has done. That discipline of gratitude instead of distraction of what you don't have. Distraction of greed. Materialistically. I need, I want. We had a a microwave go out in our house the other day. It's been a rough time in our house lately. Uh, But the the microwave went out. And uh, man, there's so many options for microwaves now. I mean, there's like, you start looking at them and they got these sensor heatings, like 20 different functions, 20 different kinds of foods you can zap. Uh, and then you start looking at the reviews and they're complaining about whether it has three beeps or four beeps. And it's like, really? <laughs> That's what we're consumed by it. What do I not have? Maybe it's not the greed for, for materialistic things, but the greed of a place in life. Maybe you're at the end of the year and you feel pressure to be something else and you start comparing yourself instead of having the habit of gratitude. know, looking at these shepherds and thinking about the, the solitude, the straightforwardness of their lives, I mean, they're hardworking, but, but straightforward. I mean, their actions are just a few lines that went to hang with Jesus, told people in return. It doesn't say they searched on the internet They checked out some fainting goats videos, deleted some emails, used some apps, checked out the other Bethlehem headlines. You know, most of us have more complicated lives. What would our story look like if if we're in that situation? Would our lives be as straightforward? Or would it be much more complicated? Complicated in ways that it doesn't need to be complicated. You know, and every year I'm trying to to reboot and simplify down. But decorating the outside with the, the habit of a, a quiet life. Yes, there's all these things, but... Uh, let me just simplify things a little bit. Focus. Less frantic. Less is more. first Thessalonians 4.11 says, And to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life... You should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you. There's a whole other sermon in there about minding your own business. I will. <laughs> Not right now, though. <laughs> Micah 6, eight says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Simplicity. These shepherds, they worked hard, but they enjoyed a less frantic, more purposeful, better quality life. Now, I remember when me and my dad started decorating the the outside of our house. And there was no planning at all at first. And the yard looked crazy. I mean, we had different color lights. I mean, not even different colors in a way that looks good, but just different colors in a bad way and Santa was like hanging out with a a shepherd or a wise man and then uh you know we had these like (laughs) these like weird inflatable ornaments that we kind of just threw up on a tree and um man it was just looked tacky but as we went back more organization helped It, it, it the focus helped it to become more visually pleasing you know and our lives will become more pleasing with some streamlining with working it through with getting rid of some things oh that should go there this should be like this even the discipline of solitude you know I know it's a crazy time but trying to take extra time with God each week because life could always be crazy you can make life crazy frantic, busy, whatever but taking that time with God, some solitude. You know, maybe it's an hour each Saturday. Maybe it's Saturday morning with God. Praying, reading, journaling. You know, maybe it's listening to music, whatever it is, going into nature. But just taking some time just to separate yourself and, and be shaped by God. And the Spirit wants to shape you, but you got to put in those outside habits to help yourself be formed in his image. Now, maybe you've been distracted by praise from men or women. These shepherds, they praise God. Enhancing ourselves with humility. Not filtering others' comments through our own opinions of theology or ecclesiology. Well, angel, you should have said it this way. No, angel, I know what the message is. You don't know me. But listen to the message. (laughs) And praised God. Angels said, Don't be afraid. Are you terrified? Are you worried? Decorate with time with God and build up your trust, your faith, so you won't be filled with worry. And I'll just go ahead and and wrap this up with this idea. You know, to decorate also means to confer a medal. Or award upon someone. Kind of like in the military. He, he was decorated for outstanding bravery. You know, these shepherds are, are decorated, they're ranked, they're given worth. Isaiah is decorated with worth. Now, as you end 2017, how are we going to be decorated? What choices are you going to make? How are you going to be decorated? What is God going to see? What are the people around you going to see? Are we going to be known for our stress, for our irritability, or maybe it doesn't come out as irritability? Maybe it's apathy, withdrawing. We're going to be known for for enthusiasm, for peace on earth for joy, for hope, for living good news of God, you know, doing something great because of his good news. You know, and thankfully, as Tom shared earlier, we get to, to decorate ourselves with God's spirit because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. So this week, this month, 2017, I hope as we move forward that we will be a group that is seen as something decorated in a worthy way. And that I hope you take time to, to decorate on the inside so that you will be lined up with God. And then also decorate on the outside to have those good habits so that this time will be a delight and not a distraction for you and for the people around you. Thanks for listening.